welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, The Paper Nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. My guest today, Allison O'Connor, is one half of Rust Belt Love Papery, a Buffalo, New York house of letterpress she co-founded with her husband, Nick. When we recorded this episode, both of us had just returned from Noted, the greeting card expo in San Francisco, put on by the Greeting Card Association and co-located with SF Now. Prior to that event, however, was the Louis Award Gala, aka the Academy Awards for Greeting Cards. And at that event, Allison won the highly prestigious and highly competitive Writer of the Year Award. Meanwhile, as the Louis Committee begins work on 2024's edition of the awards, which will be its 35th, we will be chaired by none other than my guest today. So you can imagine I have a million questions for her, and I will have Allison on right after this. Hey nerds, it is once again that time to shout out the simply exquisite sponsor of this podcast. Yes, I can only be speaking of the one and only Girl with Knife, your BFF in paper goods and now home decor. Alicia Castaldi is the one woman dynamo driving this ever expanding lifestyle brand. Last spring, she won the highly coveted and highly competitive 2022 Artist of the Year Award from the Greeting Card Association, but it's a new year now. And fortunately for us all, Alicia has dubbed 2023 the year of the iconic bitch. Better yet, she has released a slew of spectacular new designs, all sprung from her nimble knife, and it all promises to completely slay not just you, but anyone who crosses their path. First up are a plethora of pillows sure to make you swoon. Girl with Knife's dreamy and powerful iconic bitch pattern will drop your jaw and stop you in your tracks. It features an evening garden filled with blush flowers and one rather enigmatic butterfly, aka the iconic bitch in the wild. It's available in 16 by 16 and 20 by 20 inch sizes, as well as a lumber pillow to soothe your bitch of a back. As I mentioned, Girl with Knife is a lifestyle brand, which means that if anyone design speaks to you, you can take a deep dive into that vibe. So there's also an iconic bitch candle as well as a gift wrap and get ready for this a diary of an iconic bitch for all your most private thoughts and plots personally however i cannot get enough of the iconic bitch message adorning not just a gold foiled greeting card but art prints in two sizes also gold foiled it reads remember you're an infinitely iconic bitch having a human experience I can't think of anyone who wouldn't benefit from hearing that. I know I sure did when Alicia kindly popped one in the mail for me. This is just a tiny taste of the brilliant newness hatched by this Palm Springs house of design. Although Alicia's vision extends to home decor as well as luxury home design, with her knife houses becoming a recurring HGTV feature, what I adore most about this completely American-designed and manufactured range is that at its core is the humble greeting card. With every last card design, Alicia brings her mischievous yet sophisticated perspective to the table, and they accordingly pack an emotional yet polished punch. And that, my friends, is why Alicia is stacked up awards like some of us hoard shoes. She helps us all be our most powerful and enchanting selves. So whether you are a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express yourself or in the trade like me, I can't wait for you to experience this fantastic world. Head on over to girlwithknife, all spelled out, dot com and get your shop started. I guarantee your stationery as well as your living and workspaces will slay. 
Allison, welcome to the Paperfold. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled you're here. So you are the Louis 2023 Writer of the Year. Um, so congratulations again. Thank you for briefly letting me hold your award at the gala. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you describe your letterpress as sentimental and heart focused, saying, quote, we spend a lot of time thinking about messaging, communicating thoughts and feelings we would want to hear in times of sadness, celebration or loneliness. So this is not as easy as it looks. And I think your designs pack a strong punch coated in a rather delicate looking floral driven letterpress shell. Um, the example for me that comes to mind is your card reading. I hope you know that you are so beautiful and that's the least interesting thing about you. Um, so here's a card absolutely everyone wants to get and, and really wants to send to someone they love. So I want to hear about your process for generating this type of verbiage. Um, yeah, I love that card. Um, so a lot of um, our of our wording comes from, you know, inspiration just from our daily life. Like I think most people and as you know, raising a daughter. Um, <laughs> uh, Sigh. Its, its own set of uh, extra thoughts and, um, you know, just things that we say to each other where I'm, you know, trying to encourage her to um, think in a different way than, you know, the messaging she's getting all day long. And I'm sure I heard <laughs> something similar to this along the way. And, um, you know, oh, that's where a lot of our cards come from. It's just things that I, oh. like you said. <laughs> sorry, there's my dog barking. I told you as soon as we started talking, my dog was going to bark. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, things that either, um, like you said, I, I want to say to other people or I wish people would say to me. And um, we had a brick and mortar um, card store for five mm. years before launching our wholesale line. And I think there's just really something uh, special about the discovery you have standing in front of a card wall where, you know, most people come into a store or start shopping for one specific thing and then they see a card for someone else that speaks to them. And those were the cards that I really wanted to have on shelves were the ones that people didn't know they wanted until they saw it. And then they were like, I know who needs to see this. Yes, I love that. I mean, and there's something about like when I go to a market, like, I, you know, you can tell when it's a really good card. Like you can just kind of like you get a feeling and like I got that feeling with that card. And and maybe it is that it has a certain truism or it's something people need to hear or it's something that's sort of like on the top of the collective subconscious right now. And it just it just, you know, it just speaks to people and it resonates. I love that card from the moment I saw it. I was like, wow. When did you, when did you, when did that come out? Is it a recent release? Yeah, that just came out um, with our January release. Oh, nice. Nice. And how is it doing? Really good. Um, I'm, I'm, our encouragement and our, we've, we've been really working on getting more of our birthday card uh, section up to mm -hmm. but, um, our real, <laughs> our real wheelhouse is our encouragement and, um, you know, friendship cards where it's, it's, like I said, things that, um, you know, people want as a jumping point 
jumping off point to send each other messages that people just need to hear and don't always have the opportunity to send it if it's birthday or congratulations or something specific. Right, right. And I, um, I would be remiss not to mention, I mean, yes, you were writer of the year, but you also are a very prolific artist and you draw all of the illustrations for your work. Sometimes, you know, you get awarded for one thing and everybody's talking about it and then they sort of forget like what else, like what else you do. So um, I'm a little curious about your process for pairing, like how do you choose like what kind of, you know, like how did you choose what color and what kind of floral to pair with that message? So I, um... When I'm doing the design, I used to, when we first launched, or, or probably our first launch, I did all these designs. And my husband, Nick, who's my business partner, does all the printing. And I, I understand letterpress, obviously, like I, but he does the pressing. So I, would, I did a few like I can't do I can't there's no way to press that it would be things where it was like nervous to hold it or technical things where you know the the uh, something was going off an edge or something so I usually things go through a few different iterations before they land on the final design <laughs> he has to do the work you're yeah. the captain Kirk and he's the Scotty I can't do it I can't do it captain <laughs> Let's let's is there can we achieve this look with an easier way for me to put it in a press? Look, just figure it out. Okay. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs> but I honestly look, I just I this last release we started incorporating some more nature themes. So we mm -hmm. have um, some birds in this one because I like drawing birds and I was like, you know what? Like there's um, one that was doing re really well, which is a, a little bird told me it's your birthday, which again, nothing revolutionary or you know, <laughs> it's not world changing, but it's a pretty card. And I have a bunch of people in my life that just love birds and would love to receive a card with a bird on it. So totally, totally put a bird on it. Put a bird. Um <laughs> Hey nerds, I am beyond fortunate to work in the community I do. It is filled with so many dynamic women who I am so lucky to call my friends. However, every last maker in our domain does so much more than simply produce cards and stationery. They help us connect not just with others, but with our best and most brilliant selves. And Katherine Hildner at Kitty Meow Boutique is a stellar example of this idea in glorious action. You see nerds, when you enter the Kitty Meow world, you will discover one filled with beautifully designed paper goods that are fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. And who the heck can't use a bit of that? And what woman out there doesn't have a dozen friends who can also use some of that? Let's quickly review a few favorite cards so you can see what I'm talking about. One design reads, wow, another year of being awesome. Get on with your bad self. Happy birthday, you superstar you. Another simply reads, thank you for being my ride or die. Another, for more difficult times, says, sometimes life just sucks. That is all. Now, I read a lot of greeting cards every day, and that messaging hits all the feels. By turns, witty, sweet, loving, compassionate, mischievous. But I also want to point out that the cards look as sharp as they sound. I always think of this range in my head as slinky couture, as the copy is so beautifully and thoughtfully laid out and presented. It really is the greeting card equivalent of a Chanel bag or Prada sunglasses. But with this paper fashion, you are sending it out to someone you love too, so you both get to wear and enjoy it. 
Also, I can't not mention Kat's entrepreneur collection. Since she has built her own business, she truly understands the importance of cementing key relationships and authentically and professionally connecting in this domain. Whatever your business game, she can help you improve it and put the best version of yourself out there. Here's one favorite. Gah! Cheering you on from across the computer screen. Another reads, cue the confetti cannons. Can't wait to start working on this project together. Her entire range is full of paper gems like these. I dare you to review her site and not think of someone who wouldn't benefit from receiving a kitty meow missive from you in the mail. What I love most about this range is that Catherine is truly seeking to impact the way we interact with each other and how we see ourselves. So this range is far more than only cards. It is filled with lifestyle offerings that will make you smile whenever you see them. There are coasters, notebooks, notepads, writing tools, cocktail napkins. Whatever you are up to, there is a little bit of kitty meow magic waiting to uplift and inspire you. For all my paper nerds in the wholesale trade, Catherine will be bringing all her kitty meow wares to noted in San Francisco on April 27th and 28th, so don't miss out. I'll be there swooning for all things Kitty Meow, will you? And of course, if you can't join us, you can shop Kitty Meow on Fair 24-7. Meanwhile, if you are a paper nerd in the wild, seeking the stationery of your dreams, start your shop at kittymeowboutique.com. And don't forget, if you are not seeing this brand on the shelves of your favorite card and gift shop, ask the owner to stock it already and join the family of over 1,000 stores across the nation. So get on this already, kitty cats, and be sure to tell Catherine that Sarah sent you. So moving on, um, now that you are an official award-winning writer, uh, you know that nothing is more intimidating than a blank sheet of paper. Um, so I want to get your thoughts around the idea that a strong card exterior makes writing the inside easier. Uh, whether it's a joke or a truism, the messaging is as much a write, uh, kind of a writing prompt as it is a greeting. Um, so to your mind, what are the ingredients that a, an effective design must have to sort of do this? Right. And that's kind of... Um you know, it, that's a huge responsibility for us as card designers who have blank insides, right? Like you're not giving an interior message, so you need to give people, um, you know, the starting point for the message. And I know you were talking about this, I think, with Libby on a previous show about how cards now, these are part of the gift, right? Like, right. not right. Like an afterthought or something that you just get on the way out. It's part of, you know, the messaging behind what you're sending. So... Oh, totally. Um, Especially when you're dropping, you know, seven, eight bucks, exactly. you know, and, and sometimes it is the, in this economy, sometimes it is the gift. So, <laughs> right, right. And and especially with like, you know, online and gift cards and things like that. Sure, like sometimes sure. that is my gift. Like, here's the card. And then I'll have like a little note of, you know, some monetary gift coming later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like that messaging, that's what's so important. And um, I remember my first trade show, um, this guy it was like immediately post-covid it was like the first show back and this guy was walking around with his wife who had like a salon like a hair salon he was just along for the ride and he lived like this thick boston accent and he like stopped <laughs> and was reading my cards and he's like no i'm not gonna do an accent but he's like these cards they like they say the things that are in your heart but you don't know how to say into words and i'm like 
oh my god this is the best thing anyone's ever said about hardline um he so needs funny. to be he needs to be your spokesperson <laughs> you want to be like can you say that again and i can record it and like put it on my website but it was so true right like these are this is what and this is what I wanted. Like I wanted it to be these sentimental thoughts that really were just the starting point for people to um, say the things that they're not saying out loud. That is too much for a text. Is important at a an important time of someone's life, right? Like getting married, having a baby, having a milestone birthday. Like there's things that we have um, a brief opportunity to. Im- put a an important thought or feeling and this is a beautiful package that you can put that in and then a lot of times people will keep that you know indefinitely right, <laughs> so that's right. my, hope. my grand yeah. hope I look it, it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing I and I agree and your words live forever as captured in that moment and yes when when well I shouldn't use me as an example but when most people write a note they you know what they're going to say is different from um what I would say in a text, what I would say in a call, what I would say right. in an email. Like, it's like, what do I really want to say to this person? Like, and uh, it, and it's a, it's a lovely thing. And the, um, the, if you're sending it through the mail that then it's, there's just sort of like a slow living element involved. And um, I definitely think um, people are getting a more appreciation for that. I mean, I think the fact that um, I hope this is okay for me to say that you just um, sent a big order to, I'm going to mispronounce it because we don't have them here. Mayor, Meyer, is Meyer, it Meyer um, which is, you know, in stationary, we're starting to see these more big boxes sort of like investing in these smaller brands and really making a statement. If, if they're doing that, that's what their customers are looking for. I mean, you know, they bought enough resin knickknacks. <laughs> right. And that's, and, and Meyer, I mean, they were so wonderful to work with. They are so wonderful to work with. And there we visited, we don't have them. We're in Western New York here and we don't mm-hmm. have them here, but we were on a trip last summer and we visited a few of their stores and their card section is just beautiful. And it's, it's convenient, right? Like that's what we're all kind of fighting against is the convenience aspect of online. So if you have something like this, where it's a huge collection that's offering people what they want, what they're looking for, alongside you know their groceries and the other things mm-hmm. they need to go get, um, that's really the the best case scenario. So yeah, you're totally right, though. Absolutely, I love it, and hopefully, we're starting to see more um, more big boxes get into it. Like as much as um, th- the maker wants to be in like a you know, a card and gift shop. And those are so important. Like, it's great that stationery is coming to other avenues as well. And I, I think it says a lot about the um, American consumer mindset as well. So it's a, it's a good time to be in stationery. It's not a good time for a lot of things, but it, <laughs> it is a good time to be in stationery. Um, <clears throat> so you mentioned, you mentioned Nick. I briefly saw him on the way to the dentist. Um, so... <laughs> So Rust Belt Love is truly a family operation. As you mentioned, um, your husband, Nick, everyone go follow Nick's Beard 716 on Instagram right now, um, <laughs> which is great. Um, but I know this is not something every couple can do successfully. Um, I, when I got back from Noted, 
um, I got back on Saturday. On Monday, I was so happy when my husband went to work and my child went to school and I could finally like get some work done. So like, I don't understand. I After two minutes of working with my husband, I would quit. I love him dearly, but I just can't get anything. He's just so distracting. Um, so so um, can you take me through the division of labor um, in the Rust Belt Love operation before I cause a divorce? <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's a very specific um, uh, vibe that you have to be very comfortable with, I think, to work with your spouse. <laughs> um, when we were first married, like literally the month after we got married, we bought a fixer-upper here in um, Buffalo. And I always, <laughs> People, if you can renov renovate a home with your spouse, you can do anything with them because, especially would, as a newlywed, yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting undertaking. But um, <laughs> yeah, I write a lot of it, and I was like, okay, we can work together. Like we're that's awesome. Good at working together. Um, when I first started my business, it, I actually had started it with my sister um, very Aww. briefly as a um, it's, uh, invitation. Uh, design business and you know she had little kids at home and she was also a teacher so as Aww. she you know kind of phased herself out Nick started sort of taking over um different parts of the business that she had been doing and it was you know him kind of doing it part-time and then when we opened the brick and mortar store mm -hmm. um he was still you know working for another company and he's like why don't I just do this with you and I'm like we're just both gonna do this full-time <laughs> Why not? Anyone who's met Nick. Like, He's like, so fun. He's like, yeah, let's just do that. And I'm like, okay. And, I mean, uh, you know, it's great. It's great to have a partner that's so chill, yes. you know, he, about these things. So supportive. He's literally like the, the best hype man ever. I think um, at New York now um, in the winter, <laughs> Um, he started like texting because oh, he wasn't there. He really only comes to know it. He started texting like everyone in the GCA row. Like, You're going to have a great show. Great job. And people are coming up to me like Nick texted me this morning. I'm like, yeah, that's, he, he, he does that. Like he's just, he's the biggest cheerleader, but he does all the stuff I don't want to do. So it's actually pretty rare. We're working on the same thing at the same time. Like he does all the boring admin stuff, back end numbers and um, he does all the printing, um, and then I do, you know, all the design work, the art, the fun stuff, and um, all the, almost all the client-facing work. Like, like I said, you don't let him near the clients. I get it. No, I'm kidding. He's so wonderful. Please, he's so good at it. Like this is, I keep threatening him that he's going to be the one that has to go to trade shows because people want to talk to him. They don't want to talk to me. <laughs> He's much oh, better. No. They want to talk to you, but they want to talk to him too. But, and I really need to quickly, quickly salute him for like surviving noted with the boot. Like I know you guys showed up to your Airbnb and how many, he had a boot to his knee. <laughs> five floor walk up. Five floor walk up and boot set up, boot the show. The show, I can only imagine how many hills you guys walked up in San Francisco. He's a trooper. I'm, I'm so impressed that he did that. I when it happened i wasn't sure it was going to work out but uh he, he was he was determined he's like we're doing it could there be a worse city to walk around with a broken foot than san francisco <laughs> no no well the five floor walk up i mean i i had it when i i lived in the east village for years and i had a five floor walk up and even after living in those for months there are days when you're like 
I cannot climb these no, stairs. An able-bodied person after the Louis, I was like, I don't want to walk up these stairs. <laughs> I know. And you were saying like, well, once you're home, you're staying home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We had all these ideas of him like going home to rest and going in and out. And then after we saw that, I was like, nope, one way out, one way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's sort of, well, I was going to say, it's kind of like having a baby. It's kind of like when you're dealing with a baby and it's like, well, can we take the baby here? Uh, It's going to be hard to carry the bucket up these stairs. And even just driving down some of these hills, I was like, there's no way you could have walked this. Like, we ended up just taking lifts and Ubers everywhere, which was fine. Right. It's fine. It worked. Like, you got at a certain point, you know, there's an ideal and then you get there and it's just like, we're going to do what we what we got to do to make this work. Right. So speaking of the Louis, um, you are now officially the Louis chair. (laughs) Congratulations, filling the figuratively large shoes of Kate Murray of Quick Brown Fox Letterpress, another former uh, guest here who literally passed you a baton uh, during this year's marvelous San Francisco gala. I think it should have been a gavel, but that's all other. <laughs> Um, so looking back, uh, the first Louis Gala I went to was in 1998. It was, it was like a black tie three course dinner in the Roseland ballroom in New York city. Um, at that point I knew like no one, I think I had been at Gibson deck for like a month or so. And I just remember looking at a pair of Joan Crawford's dancing slippers in a display in the front. I had like nothing to do. So, um, further back, I think Steve Allen hosted the first one. And nice. um, so it's it's just an interesting program with a very interesting history. Um, so, you know, this awards program has redefined itself to stay current with the times many times, uh, just like a strong greeting card range. Um, so I'm curious in what directions um, you would like to see uh, these awards evolve during your your two-year tenure, right? You have two yeah, years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to hold you to it at committee meetings. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, honestly, like the things that Kate has done with the Louis and in the GCA as a whole is just it's incredible and i think it's very reflective of you know the industry the the stationary industry as a whole right like it used to be sort of um i feel like just from what i know um you know a lot of really large companies um you know kind of coming together like with the the galas and everything and it being mm-hmm. very grand events and now it's there's so many independents it's so much more accessible to start a stationary business um, as a small maker. And, um, you know, there's so many of us that make up the membership now. Mm -hmm. I think it's really exciting to kind of see the awards finalists and winners, as well as the event kind of, um, you know, shift in that direction. Just the the diversity in the people that you see um, represented both in like I said, like the finalists and mm-hmm. attendees, I think is really exciting. And I, I, I don't, at least at this point, <laughs> massive changes because the direction that Kate's kind of pointed the ship in is, I think, best for for everyone involved. 
Oh, I totally agree. And having seen it, I mean, you know, I I perceived um, sort of the evolution of the GCA over my career and the and the Louis as well. Um, you know, the um, when we used to go to the workshop and retreats, I know I've said this to you, they used to be built on like this 50s corporate model where everybody would like bring their families and play golf all weekend. And, um, you know, so we've it's changed with the times. And yes, uh, now it's uh, more of a community and it's more reflective of us. There are there are so many small uh, makers. I just thought these last awards in um I always want to say the governor's mansion. It was the general's Gen- mansion? The general's residence. The general's residence in San Francisco. Yeah. Now, first of all, it was an amazing venue. It was one of my favorite venues um, just to look out the window and, and see um, the sun going down over the beautiful, you know, uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was amazing, but I think um what I really loved was that, you know, it was just a celebration of so many small companies, so many small makers won. Um, and uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's, it was just, a, it was just a lovely uh, feel good night. And I think too, as um, uh, you know, people kind of appreciate these events a lot more after COVID because we didn't have them for a few years and people are just so glad uh, to get together last year it noted felt a little more frenetic to me in in that it was the first gathering. Like I just felt like wherever I looked, I was pulled in a direction and down a rabbit hole, like only to be grabbed into another one. Like that sense was still there a little bit, but not, not as much like we're getting used to it, but it's still an amazing celebration. There were so many, I mean, like, I don't want to call out any winners because I don't want to forget anybody, but there were so many amazing designs that won um i'm really glad sadie won rising star i thought that one was really well deserved and i'm really glad that you won uh writer of the year um those the writer and the artist of the year are newer awards and um i think they're really i think it's really interesting to see who enters and and of course who wins so it's it's interesting to see the community consensus or the judges consensus i should say yeah, it was, I mean, that was um, a shock. I was one of those people like at the Oscars where they're like, I'm just happy to be nominated. Like that was literally me. Like everyone's like, well, are you going to win? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's not be me. The other two people in this category are, are actual writers. I'm just a nobody who makes wedding invitations and decided to do greeting cards. So Aww. I was looking at you when that was going on. I don't think I was presenting. I didn't present that. Did I present that one? No. It's all a blur. <laughs> and uh, but any I was looking at you right when it happened and yes, you were sitting behind Janine and you were holding her hand. Holding her hand because I was so excited for her to win this. I'm like you are winning this award. <laughs> and then you won. <laughs> and you know in the end it's it's very I mean I have a very hard time saying and I run the noted and noted awards. I have a very hard time saying and I'm going to use noted at noted categories because they're they feel a little safer to me. I I have a really hard time saying this is the most marvelous creature. This is the best color combo because yeah. everyone is special and they speak to different occasions and circumstances. And I um and I just feel like if if it's a card that someone nominates, it's someone's baby and it's done a lot for people 
um, out there. And so it's it's just hard to say, oh, this is better. I mean, you can say maybe this is more effective or maybe this like reflects today a little better, but it's it's hard. Everyone has their favorites and everyone's got to everyone's got right like it's right. like who's who's the best artist like who's the best like it's probably, which and this is no shade on any of the right artists. right like it's and it's such a talented industry like it's very hard to find anyone putting cards out right now that's like oh that's gross like it's right such an, a, a talented amazing group it really is hard to say like best right you know, top this that totally totally and and the medium is always evolving and makers i i think what i love so much about one thing i love so much about cards is that like the youngest generation of makers will come along and they'll like kind of make the medium their own um and uh and it's always really different than what we're seeing in fact i saw a lot when i was judging the louis i don't know the maker but it was someone who they were doing inside greetings, which is mm -hmm. a little like it's not very boutique-y. Mm -hmm. I am starting, <clears throat> excuse me, to see it a little bit again. And there's some make there's some vendors who do it as a rule and are in certain channels. But like for the boutique, it's not as much. These seem to be boutique cards, but they would be like it was like a millennial. It wasn't like a millennial talking. It was like a Zoomer talking. Like <laughs> it was like a picture of a dog. And if it, it was like that joke about the dog ear, it was like if if you were as old as dog ears, and it was like a picture of a dog. But then you would open it up, and then it would said you'd be dead now, dude, or something like that. And it was like to me, that's not like a card I would buy or send. But it's really interesting to me to be like to think okay someone feels the need for this to exist and like them and their friends are going to send it and they're going to think it's hysterical so who's to say you know it's not effective or this isn't where um things are going and it's like it's anything with like style right where it's like a pendulum like i was having this conversation with my sister this weekend about how we are buying clothes for our middle school daughters that we wore in middle school like that's <laughs> very strange totally. where things just you know swing back and forth and start to repeat themselves and things that I look at and I think is, as dated mostly in like wedding you know things I see uh -huh. them like, oh, I did that I did that sure sure years ago. but people designing now weren't designing 10 years ago so to them it's vintage or new and I'm like okay totally. well that feels old which is fine but <laughs> it's, you do, I think see things kind of you know swing back and forth and repeat themselves and and come in as new even if we've seen them before totally I mean the 80s are back I mean like I'm seeing them a lot I didn't really enjoy them so much the first time visually so it's like not my cup of tea but um it's interesting to see like to see it through um you know, new uh, eyes, new 20, yeah, 20, 2023. Totally. Like I, I mean, it's just very weird how people's relationship to, you know, trends and time and, and that, and I love, I do love seeing things um, get reinvented and, um, you know, I, I think that's part of the strength of your range, actually to come full circle is that you take these very traditional 
you know, a lot of your imagery feels very traditional, but it's, you know, it's paired with more modern verbiage and it just sort of like bridges that gap. And, um, and that's why you're writer of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Congratulations. So, um, I guess let's close by just asking, is there anything else you're, um, working on or up to this summer? Um, why don't you spill? So I um, am absolutely a, um, I I am someone who gets shiny object syndrome very easily. Our uh, our line is about three years old and it has more product categories than most five-year-old lines. So um, I said this year, no new product categories. We're going to, you know, widen the ones we already have. So I promised myself nothing too new for 2023, <laughs> but I'm already working on, I think, three or four new ones. Well, like, how does, how does one define too new? I mean, that's not, I mean, that's impossible. It's, Everything, yeah. you know, it's either new or... Either new or that's right. See, this is professional writing. Um, something <laughs> new or not. Um, yeah, just come to the professional if you need any exactly. semantics work right. done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am I, I'm, I'm releasing some late uh, holiday for the nice. summer, and um, I'm still trying to bump up those birthday cards there. I, I, I think I launched my line with like three birthday cards and mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. you know, everyone says like, they need to be half your line. You need to have a lot of birthday cards and they're just uh, yes. not my strength. So I said, every, every release, I'm going to come out with a few more and just keep bumping that up so that, you know, I've got, I've got a good selection to choose from. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I mean, when I, when Amy and I had Dan on the um, paper planes, you know, he was like, oh, I just look at everybody's birthday cards. Show me your birthday cards. And I like more than one person has said to me after I heard that, I realized I really need to yeah, you know, start thinking a little bit more seriously about this category. And it's if it's what buyers want. Every time I'm at a show, I, I say to the buyers, I'm like, what do you need more of? What do you want to see more of? What you know, I, I'm always open to like what other what what categories, are, you know, do you got to fill on your wall? Because mm-hmm. I'm making it I'm making it new either way. So and I, right. I just have like a running list on my phone that when I come up with something that sounds like it might be an idea I write it in and it's usually way too long and then I have to go back and like tear it down <laughs> to a little more succinct <laughs> well rarely do ideas come you know to us fully formed right fully formed like they always need a little bit of tweaking do you find um I one more question and then I promise I'll let you go <laughs> but it just occurred to me um do you find that with your empathy cards that people will use it for a birthday like even if it doesn't say happy birthday this was something that came up in my conversation with emily and i've sort of been watching this trend that like maybe you don't have to hit someone over the head and say happy birthday right and i would say there's a good number of our cards that don't say like we only have um, you know, two cards that say happy Valentine's day. But when mm-hmm. I, when someone asks, what do you have for Valentine's day? I have 10 to 15 cards that fit that bill. Like we have, um, a lot of our, like, especially the empathy cards are very open to interpretation. I have people in my life that hate their birthdays, like absolutely hate them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's something that just, just to say like, Hey, I know today's hard for you. Like I'm thinking of you, like we have a card like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, when when you have when you have like a heartfelt um sentiment on something that you can kind of you know open that up to 
um, what you're giving that to people for. It, it, it really does fit so many different it's a peg for many different holes. <laughs> sure. And and I love that. And and it makes sense for the retailer too, because it's like, well, you know, I, I do have this many birthday cards, but then I have all these cards that could be for birthday or they could be for someone going through a difficult time or it could be a new job or it could be, you know, whatever. And it just makes sense to have a certain versatility. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, it, it, I think too, when you're, when you're, saying things, especially, and this is, this came to me from, you know, the wedding, working in the wedding industry mm -hmm. for so long. Like if you have things like man and woman, husband and wife, you know, stuff like that, you're limiting, like you're limiting who can use it and you're making people feel left out. And right, right. You know, to be, it's, it's not hard to be inclusive. It takes a couple extra seconds and a couple extra words to make something sound like it can work for multiple occasions and many different kinds of people. One of our best sellers is congratulations on your growing family. And it doesn't necessarily oh. mean to have your mean that you're having a baby. It works for adoption and fosters and, you know, people who are becoming blended families and people adopting pets, you know. It's, yeah, anything, anything. Yeah. People and, and, bringing a tree home. Exactly. A new plant. For some people, their plants are their the babies, family. Yeah. So like, and they're very invested in them. <laughs> yes. I will say, yeah. I, just on the plant subject, I killed uh -huh. a um, Venus flytrap recently, and it felt very, it felt more like it, it hurt me more than like a regular plant. I think because it had like a mouth and it eats. It felt oh, like, poor thing. Like I killed a pet instead of a plant. And totally, I agree. Look, I agree. I kill every plant. I bring pets home, and I expect my husband to care for them because he has more of a green thumb. And I <laughs> only recently. Only recently have I sensed that he resents this, so I'm trying to curb it. Like, here, look what I got. Nurture uh, it. <laughs> I got this for you to take care of. I brought you homework. So anyway, Allison, it was such a treat to have audience with you. Thank you so much uh, for uh, dropping into the paper fold. Um, I look forward to seeing you at GCA events. And anybody who is not in that community, please consider joining. It's yes. like there's always another there's always room for another seat at our table. A hundred percent. It's the best community. Paper people are the best people. They really Thank are. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited Thank to be here. This is such a dream. Oh, thank you, Allison. Thank you so much, Allison, for dropping in the paper fold. I really enjoyed getting insights into your work and where you will take the ever exciting and evolving Louis Awards program. I know we'll have a lot of fun working on those in committee. Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you are so inclined. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there.